everybody. Good morning and welcome to a Moo episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your old pal, the Moo Cow, a.k.a. Polly Persenza, and I am joined by... Jonathan A. Moody, your co-host. Yay, and then together we are joined by... Just Jen. Yay! Woo, Just Jen! Yay! <laughs> welcome back to the herd. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the cow puns are going to be even bigger on this one, I bet. I, I, I fully expected it. If it was anything less, I would be vaguely disappointed. Mm-hmm. And the reason is we have decided to watch a movie from South Africa, 2010, called Mad Cow, <laughs> which I bought years ago back at one of the early um, uh, scares that care that we were at. And because I saw it, it was at one of the tables. I'm like, oh, gimme, 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 gimme. And I bought it and I watched it. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. We are going to do this for our show at some point. And it just kind of sat there and marinated. And then um, this this was the time to bring it out. I don't was remember it, which one. Was this, So was it sold by the filmmakers or was it sold at like somebody's random table? No, it was sold had? at somebody's table, but uh, okay. they had a bunch of the trauma things because this is a trauma distributed film, at least in the United States. So, so I, I want to point something out to you, though, Paul, that you just said that we decided. No, no, we did I, not decide. In this spirit, movie. I'm sure you would have agreed. <laughs> um, I I think Jin wouldn't, but uh, I'm I'm used to your 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 ways now. So you there know, you it, well, it doesn't can, bother me. You can be well. used to it and still not. Mm, <laughs> All right, well, before we start milking it for all it's worth, we will right, be right back after some music. <laughs> So, first impressions. I'm dying to hear what you guys had to say about this, um, gosh, interesting artistic movie called uh, Mad Cow. Who would like to go first? I want to hear Jen's. (laughs) To quote my messages to Jonathan, as soon as I turned it on, I said, oh, this is bad. This is some first season shit both of you owe me. Bad? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe slightly. <laughs> and you said you said you uh, uh he he owed you because he picked it. I owed you because I let it happen. Yeah. You know. Um, yep. He's a facilitator. He's an enabler. <laughs> Hey, I as I told you, we needed we needed something for season or for episode three. We had to have you back, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh I can't be in control of whatever Paul picks, you know. <laughs> I mean, I have described this to other people as sort of like airplane with cows or naked gun with cows. It's got that sort of shotgun joke effect where there's just a mile a minute gags and you know, there's always something special about an unfunny comedy that I just kind of like. But when you make it an unfunny comedy with cows, sign me up. <laughs> um, it did have that airplane slash naked gun, you know, kind of jokes or whatever, which some of them worked. I thought some of them actually yeah. did did work. Some of them fell flat and were very <laughs> eye rolly, you know, so. 
Yeah. I thought, um, yeah, I think some one of the problems with some of those jokes yeah. weren't necessarily the jokes, but the timing didn't work. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a couple of them like, okay, that could have been funny, but you waited too long afterwards for everyone to laugh. Right. You needed to, there were, yeah. I, I agree. And it's a little scattershot in the way that it was done. And that's that can be problematic because the difference between a movie like this and Naked Gun or the airplane movies is that those guys know when to spring the jokes. Yeah, Even right. if they're not necessarily the best jokes, sometimes it's just the timing that's really effective. And in this case, there were some that it, either they went on too long or they missed the moment or they were belabored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, you know, because they were a mile, you know, a minute or, you know, a thousand a minute, uh, you didn't have to wait very long for another one to come in and quickly take its place. So there was that. And I think that was what made it okay was because at times when it did do the, like when it did do one joke and it fell flat and then they did another one and might have landed, you know, you were lucky to, to get the next one and Mm -hmm. stuff or whatever. Um, I, I thought honestly the the two leads were were pretty darn good for right. that kind of stuff. They um one of them has gone on you know, the girl has gone on to do a lot of work and, and I uh, have stuff. And I, I know you have the things to say about that, but I'm just oh, saying yeah. I looked her up and I was like, oh shit, she's been in stuff. Like, oh yeah, I have several of her movies sitting back here in my cow lecture. I have one of them. I know I got that Starship Troopers three Marauders, yep. you know, yep. movie, That's and so, but. Anyway, yeah, so she's, yeah, uh, well, but go we ahead. You can kind of encapsulate what actually happens in this film. Who, who wants to dare? Not it. <laughs> oh, so you don't want to do it. I thought usually our guest does it, but we'll we'll let you slide because you're a guest. You're you're a former co-host. So. I'm I'm a, I'm a long-term guest. I get I get a little extra perks at the regular guest. She's also drinking heavily. Thanks. To I I will try, but Paul, please step in and correct me, or uh, you know, because you've seen this a little bit more than I have, and sure. and whatnot. And I only saw it like a few hours ago, so I can't uh, exactly. Uh, but uh, as far as I know, this like mad scientist, Dr. Goreballs is his name. <laughs> now, let me know. Was there two characters named Dr. Balls or something or Mr. Balls? Was it like a there Mr. Was Balls? There was Harry Balls and then there was Dr. Goreballs. Okay. All right. That confused me a <laughs> because little bit. Because reasons. Yeah, that confused me a little bit. But anyway. Um, so Dr. Gorballs has basically broken into this facility and, uh, uh, you know, secret facility or whatever, and kind of stolen, um, you know, a, uh, I know something to bring people back or whatever to kind a of genetically modified human being, super soldier. Yeah. And he made it, he kind of, and he's turned into a cow, like half cow, half man. Well, apparently when they stole him, they forgot the head because remember they brought it back to his lab, which is a tent. That's and right. Tom is like, wait, where's the head? What are we gonna do with this? And so he sends his his little assistant, who's always reading from the script, uh, as part of the joke, um, out to get a head and some milk. So that's what. She At does. first, I didn't think that was a joke. I mm. thought she just couldn't 
couldn't remember her lines, so she just had it there, but then they kept going with it, and I was like, all right, I guess it's a joke, but it could also be that she couldn't memorize her lines, I mean, so they just made it into a joke. When she screams and goes, "Ah!" she looks at it and goes, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so then um, the the assistant and him steal it out, and then, but that's told in flashbacks, like and told in and whatever. But it's sort of part of the plot. So she brings back a cow head, as you do, right? And the guy's like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" Well, I, it's too late. I guess I'll work with it. And he grafts the head onto the onto the body, and now he's a you know killing machine super soldier cow man beast but thing. cow head which is really a cow mask yes with just teeth. a big mask cheesy like it's, it's look, look like a uh was it uh one of those um uh mascot masks you know or whatever heads um, i wanted it so badly yeah and <laughs> jen said to me something like uh she thought you would uh uh she can imagine you being in the cow suit the whole time i think that made it more fun for her you know a little bit or try to way this movie was like reshooting halloween only with cows with moo cow myers instead of michael myers (laughs) all right anyway moogle my moogle (laughs) all right um so enabler i almost feel like i should call him that like from now on moogle myers is going around killing these (laughs) people and uh and all the while, this girl who is a vegetarian, Charlize, uh, you know, uh, and sh- she should have said vegan because then, you know, she, uh, you know, she still does stuff with cows if she's not, you know, but whatever. So she's a vegetarian who eats veggie burgers and stuff and uh, is with Mr. Balls or whatever at one point and the cow comes after her and She's now having PTSD from it and stuff from her nightmares because she is a waitress at a uh, South African lodge, and that's where th- everything starts to take place um, because the cow ends up going there and first kills one of the cooks there, and then just goes on a rampage and starts killing everybody. And fortunately, Vince, who is from the uh, the special police squad has been working undercover as a games warden along with his buddy um, whose name I forget, but it was the, the singing Zulu or the musical mm. Zulu at one point. And then there's, um, oh God, what is his name? Uh, Pickle, who is Pickle. Uh, a, his, the joke for him is that he's a plant and he never comes out from behind the plant. So it's basically a potted plant the whole time. Well, and, um, yeah, and it makes no sense because I thought he was supposed to be a, a person that's like behind the plant. But then when the plant gets killed, he gets killed with it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, so where's the person? You know, where's the body? You never see it. This is a movie where it's going to make a lot of sense. It's just (laughs) a ridiculous, silly, over-the-top joke after another. But, yeah, things and stuff happens, and he goes on a rampage, and after a lot of strange things that really don't have much to do with the story – Eventually, they defeat the mad cow by blowing him up. And when they do that, uh, there is chunks of cow flying into everybody's food. And everybody eats it because they're stupid. And then they all become zombies. And not only do they become zombies, they become cow zombies because they all have little cow horns on their heads. 
So now they have to fight a horde of cow zombies, which is the part at the very, very beginning that wraps around and sort of makes it all one nice happy package. And uh, then everything sort of happens with Vince and there's like a little love story subplot going on. And, um, and she even feels sympathy for the cow. She's like, at one point she's like, go man, cow thing, beast, you know, go live, go live. It was, it was kind of cute actually. So yeah. So only you could find this movie cute. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, you know? And then he's like, murr, 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 the whole time it was adorable. I just loved it. <laughs> Yep. So do you got some background for us there? I do. Not a whole lot. Um, so yes, this this is a movie that was made in South Africa by Michael Wright, who is a um, director from the UK and with uh, Michael J. Ricks, who is a producer and writer and a director from South Africa. The story goes that <clears throat> these guys all met up in 2009 at the Cannes Film Festival, okay? And um, one of them, I think it was uh, uh, Ricks, had done this commercial with a cow suit, with one of the characters in the commercial had a cow suit. And he thought, this would be funny to make this into sort of a short film. And now, so- Now, this is what I was thinking when I was watching is like, this would be a great short film. Yes, they did, and he did. They made that short film, and then he's like, well, might this be a fun thing to do for a full-length film? So those guys, plus a couple other folks, put together their own company, which was called, um, oh gosh, uh, Funny How Films. That's how No, you know what that was like a reference to, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Is, uh, was it Goodfellas? Funny How. You know, yeah, yeah Funny How, you know. That's, so that's famous, that interesting. Yeah. So they worked on it and they they shot the movie on location in Johannesburg because again this is mostly a South African uh production although they got some money from England and from China and a couple other sources and they basically used a lot of folks that were local to the South African scene so a couple of folks are from uh on the theater there or they do TV commercials or they're comedians so most of them are, are sort of local yokels that most of us don't know other than a couple of folks. And then they made this film and then it premiered again at the Cannes Film Festival back in 2010. I can't believe they brought this to Cannes. Yes, and it, and it was loved, by the way. And um, yeah, and so they decided to release it. And I mean, then, if it was loved, then why did Troma pick it? Well, that's the thing, because oddly in America, nobody in America wanted to pick it up. So Troma managed to get the rights to distribute it because so they no got their hooves on it. Uh, yeah. So and then it's and that's what happened. And so it was a Troma release. And so the Troma release comes with, you know, how Lloyd Coffin will do like little video intros, and, mm -hmm. you know, and they'll have a few little extras in there. And that's that's what's on the DVD. From what I gather, it's not in Blu-ray yet, but I'm hoping at some point it will. I know if you go to Troma Direct or you go to Troma Online, you can um, watch the movie there and stream it, or you can buy it, or it can do whatever. It's well, part of their group. Troma's been putting a lot of their stuff out on Tubi now. Um, I think almost like Zombie Geddon is on there, which I can't mm -hmm. wait to do, and and a bunch of other ones that. Uh, so it's really it's kind of neat because they weren't doing that at first, you know, 
and now because they have their trauma now you know platform mm. or whatever so they have their own streaming platform but then i guess nobody's nobody is doing it or something so they're like yeah just put it, it out for free definitely has a trauma vibe to it i mean it's got it's very silly over the top there's a lot of blood guts and gore but of a cartoon type you know there's not much sex but there is a little bit of nudity it reminded me of like rectuma and uh yeah. monster and and those things where it's just silly but they like they like know they're making a comedy Mm-hmm. But I think that's half the problem is like they know they're making a comedy. So when you like when you know no like that, like you're you're trying too hard. No, and you're nodding and winking a little too much. You know, for example, like the one the one scene, the shower scene, which you know I, I always hate, you know, the gratuitous nude shower scene because it's such a giveaway. It's so ridiculous, it's never needed, it's overdone. But at least they had a little fun with it. Like there's one they show her and then there's like one tattoo tattoo that says, hi, I'm Charlize. And then there's another one that says, I'm Charlize's body double, which I thought was really cute. So, cause they probably used a body double for her in that. And um, so, you know, that, that made it a little fun. And then they, they did the whole thing where she's like seeing the weird cow shadow in the shower. And then she moves it aside and it's not there. And then she goes back and she does it like a dozen times. Work and it gets gets faster every time, but our reaction is the same as if it as if it never happened. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> it was fun, but um. So Charlize is played by Tanya Van Gran 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 G R A A N, and she um is a South African act model and actress. She started off in a movie that I'd heard a lot about called The Ghost of Unionville, which I want to get. I don't have it yet, but I, I want to get it. Um, some of the movies that I do have, I know that she was in Starship Troopers, uh, the Marauders. She was also in a movie I have called Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell, which is like another Tremors, Tremors movie. Yeah. Movie. She was also in a movie called Critters Attack, which is like another Critters movie. She's in that as well. And then she's in things like Seal Team 8 Behind Enemy Lines, The Dating Game Killer, uh, Cold Day in Hell and a, a few other movies. She's been in a bunch of stuff. So that was pretty cool. And then Vince, her, her paramour slash the police guy is played by Greg Vilvian, V-I-L-J-V-E-N. He was actually in a show called Black Sails. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's really good. It's sort of a pirate. Yeah, um, I've heard Game of it. Of Thrones, this kind of show. Jen, have you oh. seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's actually a good show. He was in another TV show called Dead Places, which is also supposed to be good. And he was in a movie called Office Mansion. I don't know much about that, but he is also a writer, director, and producer, and comedian. And he has a lot of uh, experience in theater in South Africa. And then Craig Brown is the guy who actually plays the Mad Cow. And it turns out the Mad Cow itself is actually has its own name, Daisy. So that's that's Daisy the Mad Cow. And he also plays the part of the pot smoking chef. So remember the one chef who's always lighting up or getting stoned or whatever? That's 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 Craig Brown. And um, he's only been in a couple of things, but one of the things he was in um, back in 2008, he played a cop. And I think this is a made for TV movie, but it was called The Paparazzi Princess, The Paris Hilton Story. And I'd love to think that somewhere along the line, the idea for all of this 
was even around back then and that Paris Hilton was talked into giving some money towards this film. I, I have this fantasy in my head where she does that because she secretly loves cows. Does she? Or does I don't you... know. I hope so. Um, so, yeah, so that that's kind of it as far as the background goes. And, but um, I will just say there is a guy in the movie named Angus. Yes. I think that's really funny. <laughs> like, you know, like how fun would it, how fun is it to find somebody who his name in real life actually mm-hmm. is Angus to play in a cow movie. Like it just doesn't doesn't seem like it happens. Or if that or maybe that's a fake it's, name, I don't it's know. Cute. You know, it's like you notice like the special attack police squad was twat instead of SWAT. I thought that was cute. I mean, there are some, there's some cute moments. There's some, there are definitely a lot of groaners and, and, and yeah. missed opportunities, but there were some ones that landed. I thought they were cute. I thought like some of the really fast dialogue between, especially between, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the main guy, uh, Chopper and uh, Vince, you know, who apparently everybody calls him James or something, you know, he goes, everybody calls me James. Call me Jimmy, which is odd because my name is Vince. Yes, exactly. Which I thought, see, some of those jokes worked for me because I was not expecting that. And I was like, okay, that's kind of funny, you know, but aside from that, I, I don't know. I, I most of the time I, I was eye rolling. You know, and you're awfully silent over there. What do you got to say, Jen? Sorry, every now and then you guys glitch, it's a matrix type moment, and I didn't hear what you said the past couple seconds. Oh, we're just asking you, uh, what what you thought. So, not my most favorite of movies. (laughs) Um, I the i got the comedy but it's like seeing a comedy that someone's like telling you oh this is gonna this is supposed to be funny and explaining the jokes to you along the way you're like you get the jokes but they're just not funny Mm -hmm. um it it, uh, the long explanation in the middle okay yeah i can i can see that because not everybody likes annoying to me i i didn't really enjoy it sorry that's okay i was saying you know not everybody loves the airplane style of humor i didn't even really like the original airplane so much especially like the twenty thousand things that came later but uh, again it's it's a different situation when you've got folks who this is their their shtick yeah well and i i like the airplane and I like, or I like airplane. I like those kind of comedies, but you really can tell the experienced professionals from, you know, the people trying it out. And I could see how this movie, after a bit of reworking, could be a really funny movie. But I feel like it's a not a rough draft, but the seven. We keep having little glitches here. Um, yeah, Paul. I see you... the potential. That's a good way to put it. Okay. I see the potential. Well, that's good. Potential's good. We see yeah. plenty that have no potential. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't my cup of tea. 
as most of the movies you make me watch art, <laughs> but <laughs> oh at least you didn't have to suffer through Actium Maximus. Come on, this is out of all the trauma movies that you showed me, this is this is better than than that, you know. That's that's I didn't realize it was trauma. As soon as I saw that, I was like, Well, yeah, we're what back I'm to for now. You were back to Tromeo and Juliet, you know. Yeah. That's what I said. It reminded me of season one. One of the things I I did like is that I thought the pacing of the movie was pretty good. You know, Mm -hmm. there was a lot going on. There wasn't enough time to just be kind of bored by the whole thing because, like I said, there was just so many jokes and so many weird things happening that you either groaned by them or you thought they were amusing and you just didn't have time to just kind of sit there and be bored because there was just so much flying at you that, you know, I mean, that's just kind of the style, I guess, of that mm-hmm. sort of a film, you know. So they didn't do the, the cardinal sin, which in my opinion, which is to make a boring movie. It's just, you're right, it felt a little half-baked and um, someone a little bit more professional or a little bit more experienced with this kind of film probably would have made it cleaner, probably would have shortened it up, probably would have made the, the humor a little bit sharper in some instances. Or could have like if they had more money, you know, I, I feel like uh, money is is an issue with this movie too. Yes. I feel like uh, they they just worked with what they had, which is great, which is we see in a lot of indie films. But you know, with this kind of movie, especially with the humor being so airplane naked gun style, you need you need like a naked gun airplane style budget you know, for this kind of stuff, you know, to make it because, um, as you said, the, the actors, some of the actors were great and some of the actors were pretty shitty and, and they couldn't, and it wasn't their fault. They were probably new. They probably, this was probably their only movie or their friends of the director. He's directors, you know, cause there's two of them, which right. also might've also been a problem because, you know, when you have two directors, sometimes, things get lost in the translation of both people, you know, or whatever. So I don't know. It just, to me, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't a terrible movie by any means. This is not a 10 or anything, but this isn't, this isn't a five or, or less, you know, either, you know, this is kind of in the middle in my opinion, kind of thing. But it's a little different. I don't know if you guys were expecting it to be like this. I know when I originally bought it, you know, I saw that. I was like, okay, this is either going to be very silly or it's going to be really bad because it took itself too seriously. And I'm glad that it didn't take itself too seriously. You know what I mean? Mm. So, on the other hand, like I said, there are a few things that are, are as painful to endure than an unfunny comedy. Um, fortunately, <laughs> there was just enough for at least for me to enjoy it. Um, there were plenty of groaners. Plenty of ones that did not land, but you know, of this type of film, I have definitely seen worse. I think one of my issues, and this is just a personal thing, is horror, slasher, all that. It's just not my style of movie. That's usually not what I sit down to watch if I would choose to. So I think that's part of my problem as well with not enjoying it as much as y'all. Like I can see all the jokes and and your point, but my level of enjoyment was just lower because now if this would have been like a, I don't know, goofy fantasy type movie, then maybe I would have enjoyed it more on like your line or your level, Paul. But 
again, just. So what if it had been like, say, Tucker and Dale versus the undead cows? <laughs> so I love Tucker and Dale. Yep. Uh, I mean, that I that I feel like is the perfect parody of a horror movie without going into slapstick. But that's that's completely different than what this is. So right. This this was I mean, this was slasher. Mm-hmm. But Paul hates slashers too, generally. Paul doesn't like that, but usually if it's but just it a cow. So. Well, yeah. It but usually if it's the if it's just like some guy, uh, yeah, I, I'm not interested in that. Now if it's a supernatural slasher, I tend to have a little bit more lenient way for that because I like the supernatural part, but I don't like it when it's just some dude that's just boring to me. Yeah. Done. done to death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh no pun intended, it seems. But um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I agree, kind of. Uh, but I I like all slashers myself, so um, that didn't that didn't bother me whatsoever. I mean, I'm just I'm more picky on my comedies because I grew up on comedies. Like I didn't really even grow up on horror. I didn't get into horror till like years later in my life. And um, I I originally set out not to make horror i wanted to make dramas and comedies and then just kind of got suckered in you know to making them and then watching them and watching them and watching them and realizing how a lot of them are similar like like i said this is similar to rectuma or i bet retard dead and you know all those Mm -hmm. other goofy little um movies that are just trying to be a comedy uh but we saw it when we saw Mm -hmm. um uh when we saw the other one the um the one we showed jackie uh paul uh what was that one um the uh the other i, I mentioned it earlier what rectuma not rectuma but the other one the um the the the, the, the other butt one um <laughs> we show her we show jackie a lot of butt ones and we show so her she laughs ones. at she laughs at that stuff uh she likes butts and farts but the guys who made Retard Dead made another movie, and uh, mm-hmm. and we showed that, and that one was not nearly as good as Rectuma. Rectuma was right. really good right. and funny, and knew the comedy, knew how to do it. And the other one was like this, mm-hmm. where they they had jokes that worked kind of at times, but most of the time it was it was and eye rolls. There was definitely some gross out humor as well. I I, I remember the part where she, um, uh, Charlize has her roommate or flatmate Tina. And she was saying, you know, oh, I got to go take a shower. She's like, don't leave pubes on the on the soap again. And then at one point in the shower, they she saw her and she's got the, the, the thing that says the South African bush. And there's this massive, giant, fake, you know, carpet sample that's been placed over that area. And she puts the soap down and it's like covered with these like gigantic long hairs. I mean, that was gross and disgusting, but it's kind of funny, too. I mean, very sophomoric. I, I didn't feel like it needed to be in this movie, honestly. And and this is coming from a, a dude, you know, but like I just don't find that stuff really funny. I didn't I didn't even laugh at it, you know. I thought that was just it was gross and unnecessary, you know, humor that just is thrown in there because the kids might laugh at this, you know. That's well to me it was my... funny because it is involved it involved Charlize. If it had been like the one if it had been Vince it would have been less funny, but because it was with Charlene, who's been so nice, and she's kind of like the beating heart of the movie, that's what made it funny. Well, I wonder too if part of like that 
shower scene or that part of it is South African humor that we're just not getting. True. We don't joke about a lot of stuff like that in the U.S. where, I mean, I've watched some of the British humor and they'll make jokes about that. So I wonder if there's a bit of like the South, some of this being South African humor that we just don't get entirely. Yeah, you're right. There, there probably is a level of that because I noticed there were certain things like um, the one part he's making a South African stew that they knew about. And there were a couple of other things that were, it seemed like it was local humor or local stuff going on mm -hmm. um, so yeah I, I i can see that um but what a lot of people don't know is that there there has been um a sort of semi scene in south africa where they've been making movies for a while there and some of them have been really really good and it goes all the way back to things like um the gods must be crazy and then the second one the gods must be crazy too and there were a few other ones that have been made over the last 30 or 40 years that have actually been around. And so it's not like it came out of a vacuum, like, like it's just, you know, like, North, you know, uh, North Korea or some crazy place like that. There, there was a sort of a, a scene for that. It's just like other places that are not Hollywood. There's just not a lot of money and not a lot of people who have the technical skills to be able to do that. So, it was interesting to me the the idea that these two guys, the one Brit guy and the one South African guy, met at cons, and that's how they kind of came up with this. And that this is this this was the movie they started with. And they just decided, yeah, oh, let's make a weird cow movie. Uh, to me, that just that just tickles me pink. You know, the idea that this is how we're going to start our our production company. I didn't think that's really funny. You know. I mean, I guess. You said start, so they have they've made other movies since. Yeah, they they have a couple okay. of films. Um, I think Moody mentioned uh, mentioned them. I I know that um, Michael Ricks. Some of the things he did, he did a thing called Tangers, which is this weird claymation movie that's set in South Africa. Um, I I don't know exactly what it is. I've never seen it. I saw the preview for it or the trailer for it. It looked odd but interesting he also did a movie called man in the streets and the greatest thing and ascension and then michael wright the uk guy did something called amsterdam heavens i think is what it is hmm. or amsterdam heavy that's what it's called okay <clears throat> and that the two of them together have put out something uh i think they're i think moody didn't you mention that they were on tubi that oh uh, no no that's another guy that's that another else. guy. That has no nothing to do with them. Okay. Sorry, I didn't want to confuse you, but no, I uh, uh, there's there's another guy that actually puts out his movies for free on TV, which I think is cool. Oh, okay. um, well, but yeah, no, these guys, I don't, I don't think they've worked together, you know, other than that one movie. Which, okay. if you said that they did, you know, the stuff in Can, that would make sense. I mean, they met in Can, and they're like, hey, let's work together on this silly cow movie. Well, and then, all the ones that I mentioned, I do know that Ghost of Unionville is on um, on, on uh, Tubi. So at some point, maybe we can do that one on Indie Film Cafe. I don't know. You have to watch it and make sure it's it's Jen approved first, you know. <laughs> like I, that has never bothered either one of you. Well, yeah, there's certain movies, though, that cross the line and we won't uh, mm -hmm. we won't we won't torment you with those again. 
right, but this one wasn't so bad. I mean, come on. Yeah, we, this we wasn't this much. wasn't Ski Wolf. You in know. The, yeah, it was like in the level of of yeah. I was under Ski Wolf, like you know, as far as like you know, like pain. So you I, know. I gotta ask: Did Dylan pop in and watch any of this? No, he just asked what I was watching from the other room, and then he no. goes, "Never mind, I'm not coming in." <laughs> It's one of Paul's movies. Did I, you I tell can't. him it was Mad Cow? Every, yes. Every now and then I got a... What is that noise? <laughs> That's, That's funny. Chainsaw-wielding cow. Don't worry about it. Chainsaw-wielding cow. How do you not like when like, oh my god, that sounds great. I don't... It's not like you, Paul. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul Paul thinks like anything with cows is great. I mean, yeah, you say chainsaw wielding cow, I immediately run in that direction. I guess you guys run the other direction. Um, it's funny. I was watching a movie and I posted the poster of it on uh, Facebook, and it had a you know guy with a chainsaw and and in the back. But the chainsaw in that movie was hilarious. It was a it was hilarious Plastic. part. Yeah, and what. It was plastic. It didn't actually the chain actually move. Oh, do you you know what I'm talking about then? Well, as far as the chainsaw, it was for mi- no, it was for no, no, not in this movie. I'm saying for the poster. But anyway, the point was like that. Uh, you know, movies uh, people don't like generally seeing movies with anybody with a chainsaw for horror films these days because it's so been overdone. You know, but. You put a cow with a chainsaw, that's a completely different thing. And mm-hmm. then nobody's ever seen that, you know. A guy with a chainsaw, that's one thing. Cow with a chainsaw. Cow man. Right. You know, um, half man, half cow. And he's got the Michael Myers overall thing going on, too. You know, so there's definitely some Halloween stuff that was in there. You know, in fact, there's some of the music I thought in a, in a few uh, scenes that I thought was Halloween-ish. And so clearly these guys have seen these movies and, you know, there were some little bits, little homages to them as well, but not too many. It's not like they didn't do too many. That's usually one of the problems I have with these kind of films is that they usually make too many homages to other movies that we know of. And -hmm. it becomes a way of like, you know, riding coattails in a kind of a way, but they didn't really do that with this. If if Mm. they did any, allusions to other films they were very very brief and there were parodies more or less not there's a difference between homaging and just doing a straight up parody and this movie was supposed to be sort of like Shaun of the dead type humor you know or whatever too and i just that's the problem is i just it's not nearly as fun as Shaun of the dead you know like i don't know if Jen, Jen smiling over there. So I don't know if you're a fan of Shaun of the Dead, but you know, it's not my favorite of their movies that they've done. I much prefer Hot Fuzz, but a lot of people would. I prefer I prefer Shaun of the Dead than Hot Fuzz than At World's End, but um, or World's End or whatever. Um, which yeah, that's my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, both of those movies, it seems that they have. There's a little bit of restraint going on with them. Even though it's funny, wacky, silly humor, it's not over the top silly. Right. Which this movie is they and, yeah, they revel in the over the top. So and in those movies they take it seriously, right? This movie they don't take it at all seriously. And that's I think that's the problem. Well, you know, in my opinion, is like what works for camp and what works for like even like 
look at trauma, right? You know, you've got a toxic Avenger going around murdering people, right? And But everybody's taking it seriously. You know, mm -hmm. they might over-the-top act, but that's just because usually they hire terrible actors, you know, because they hire whoever they can, you know, to play the roles or whatever. But, like, uh, most of the time it's, it's like... Um, uh, you know, and it's comedy is really well done. This this didn't feel that way. This felt, I don't know, just way too over the top. That just it, it just kind of was. Eh. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's difficult not to go over the top when your main character is a chainsaw wielding cow creature. I mean, you might as well, in my opinion, you might as well have some fun with it. I I just wish some of the some of the jokes have been a little bit better done. Some of the timing had been a little bit better done. Some of the special effects, quote unquote, were a little bit better. A little bit more moolah had been there. I mean, you 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 make your movie on what you can get. I I totally get that. But you know, from the production level, I thought everything was fine. There weren't movies. You know, there weren't parts we couldn't see or couldn't hear. Um, the music was good. The costumes were good. The location was good. The the shot selection I thought was fine. I didn't have any problem with any of that. These guys all seemed to know what they were doing. Um, it was just that it's a difficult kind of a film to really, really do well unless you've got a lot of experience with it, I, I think. We've been kind of crapping on it a little bit, but I did think other than the extras that the acting wasn't bad. You know, especially compared to some that we've seen, you know, they the main actors were were pretty good. The people in the background, yeah, they were. But you know, you're just gonna throw anyone into that role if you can get better people there. I loved Charlize. I thought she was totally adorable. She just the way she uh, the way she did her character, I just thought was really really adorable, and uh, she really helped me. Uh, latch on to the film yeah i i figured when i was watching that you'd you'd love her um and that i uh i i one of my favorite scenes though is the scene where he's like explaining sort of who he is and what's going on and all that stuff <laughs> because it was it reminded me of snow shark a little bit <laughs> you know where they're in that like they were in that group and all the people in the town were, were there to the, you know, to, to chat with the, the cops and everything and figure out how they're going to destroy the snow shark or whatever, you know, and uh, you know, which is jaws, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And so this had a little bit of an homage in a way to jaws, you know, except uh, that, that, that guy is no, nowhere near uh chopper is nowhere near uh Brody, you know? <laughs> and I love how, they broke the fourth wall too. There's some fun parts there. Like the one chef guy is like, hey, is that a camera? And he's just like, and then he goes over and he's like poking at it. I thought that was cute. And then one point where he's getting stoned on his stuff, he's like, do you guys ever think that you were just a bunch of characters in a weird movie? Which I thought was a cute little moment too. <laughs> you know, so I've seen where the fourth wall is broken and it's not been done well, but I thought it was done well here at least yeah it was fairly instant it was fairly yeah, what that's what made it better we didn't catch we lost you for a second okay. <laughs> i was like i don't want to say it was subtle because i'm going straight up to the camera so it's not subtle but you know in it, it was only done what two times throughout mm -hmm. the whole movie and it was by this kind of almost side character sort of offhandedly like it wasn't a big point of the movie so that did work yeah mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I like some of the side characters. It's just you can tell when they're actors and when they're like the director's like family, you know, and stuff who are there because, you know, why not? They're there to help their family, you know, make a movie. And if you're, I mean, if you, you know, had a cousin or a, a brother or whatever that was making a movie, you'd probably be like, hey, can I be in your movie? You know, and of course, if it's a big thing like this, they'll say, sure, come on in. Being this, you know, being the background of this movie, you know. But sometimes the jokes did stretch on, kind of like when he was trying to get um, Charlene's to tell him, you know, well, what happened? And he's like, oh, before that. No, before that. No, before that. And he's like, oh, after that. After she, that. Then she's like, all yeah. the way back, mammals, you know, came out of the sea and evolved to breathe air and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, 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 after that. And yeah. That, that yeah. whole scene kind of went on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that's one of the eye roll scenes for me. It's like, I, I get what you're doing. You're going <laughs> naked gun on this and stuff, but like it did not work. Um, uh, the Sucker Brothers would have done a much better job of figuring out how to make that joke work, or they would have just thrown the joke in the trash and said it wouldn't right, 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 right. work. So that's, that's the thing. Um, I, I think yeah I think half the movie the <clears throat> biggest problem with the movie is is the, is some of the writing you know on it and some of the dialogue and uh and and so you've always said like you can always tighten that up you can always make that better and sure. and everything so I feel like they probably this is probably somebody's second or third draft before they were just like yeah let's just go make this you know and stuff which isn't bad does look like they all had a lot of fun making the movie you know mm. what i mean <clears throat> you, you could definitely tell there there was some fun involved you know so you didn't watch any of the extras like any of the behind the scenes or anything not yet not yet. no i bet they have some i bet they have some fun stuff on there trauma usually does though it's funny because trauma is one of the only companies i know that will like not just put your like stuff out there and put um your extras on there but we'll put extras for other movies and other things that they own the rights to that i'm just like sure why why, why is this disc and i you know i gotta say from a even from a trauma perspective this is better than a lot of trauma movies that are that are out there some trauma movies are just they're just bad or boring or just you know ugh, really poorly well, done you know i just mentioned one earlier but also i mean there's a, a lot of really bad ones, but they're some of them are going to do on Indie Film Cafe, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're that bad. They're more fun to to make fun of and everything. This this feels like you don't want to make fun of it. You don't want to say bad things because they really tried, but they might have mm -hmm. tried too hard. You know, and that I'm was my problem. Glad that this one found a home and and finally got released over here because. Uh... You know, like I said, it was better than most. And of course, I'm going to love it Im immediately because it's got all the wonderful cow stuff going on. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, all of, a lot of independent filmmakers and people who love independent films will say, like, put out the movie even if it's trash because, you know, you guys spent the work on it. You, you know, people spent hours trying That's to make this. Cost. Yeah. Why not just put it out there? But us. Uh, you know, we've seen movies that I feel like shouldn't have ever been made, 
or put out, you know, at all. Just leave, mm -hmm. let that be something you just watch, you know. <clears throat> yeah, well, they didn't remember they, yeah, the Maradonia, they didn't even put that out. We had to, we had to find that to do that. Oh man, you are, you are lucky because that movie was like almost three hours long and, mm -hmm. uh, and it was rough, but uh, I, I got Paul back for a couple of the things he uh, he made me watch, and uh, so um, this I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, you know. Yeah. Like you've you've shown me, Actium Maximus was way worse than this. And, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. You what? You must have been severely traumatized. You must. Can you see me? Hear me? Yeah, I can there see we go. Um, you must have been severely traumatized because that's your go-to. Like, oh, it's bad, but it's not. There. And then that's the uh, the litmus test. That's the litmus test for every bad movie Paul's ever showed me. It used to be Barn of the Blood <sighs> Mama, remember? And that has now. I at one point I even said I I I would choose death over those movies. Shit, but, I remember when uh, you guys cried because I showed you a roller gator and you guys thought that was awful. I'm like, man, roller gator looks like Academy Award winning stuff uh, compared to some roller gator is a lot more fun. Like watching it, like I think whatever how many times I've seen it now with you, Paul. Like it's it's way better than. Wait, why, why are you watching this multiple times? Because <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, I think the first time I saw it was before our podcast. You know, and then the second time was there and I had forgotten about it, but I forgot like most of the stuff. Then the third time I think was uh somebody I don't know where we yeah, we were doing we were doing a um like a Patreon only thing or something right. or something like that for it. So because we decided we are gonna do the trilogy of kitty movies that they did, and we have the third one. We're waiting to do that one with you. Little lost sea serpent. It's actually I watched it. Uh, we watched it together. It's, it's very cute. It's it it's a cute movie. I think you actually might enjoy it, um, especially because we know really? Jen loves her kid movies. Is that is that true, Jen? Yeah, something like that. Well, uh, you, know. you don't like Santa Claus, you know, meets the ice cream bunny, you know. So, you know, I don't Strangely. think many people do. You know, but unless you saw with Paul, theater, yeah, I think didn't you. Yeah, the rough tracks. You saw yep. that in the theater. I saw the rough tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you guys? Glorious. Did you guys watch it together, or did you? Hmm. No. I think I made Dylan watch that one, and it broke him. <laughs> like the actual movie or the rift tracks? Rift tracks. Rift tracks. I don't. Did, mm. You want to watch the actual movie? We had Paul showed us the actual movie for the Christmas thing, and we had to do a review of it with uh, Joe Lynn and uh, Lenore, and that was fun. I rewatched that. It was for a Patreon only, and it was it was pretty fun. It was it was terrible, but and what was the other one that killed Dylan? Oh, I made him watch the Rift Tracks of the Room. Oh, nice. nice. Oh. Did you you borrowed the Room? Did you ever yeah, watch I need it? To get that back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you watched the regular room, right? Without without the rift tracks, and then you watched I saw it. The yeah, but you borrowed oh, yeah, the I movie, so I was, uh, did you show it to yeah, Dylan? So we did the rift tracks. He's glaring at me. In fact, as he's watching, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make you watch it again. I already tried. I was like, we can put it on for background noise. He's like, mm, we can find something else. <laughs> There's other background noise, you know, out there or whatever, you know. 
At least you're not telling me you want to put like a serial killer, you know. Um, I watch murder shows in the background all the time. That, that's what I'm saying. You know, you're not saying that though. You know, you're no, saying... he did, you didn't hear him, but he just walked by and yelled, "No more man ass." So, <laughs> yeah, no more Tommy Wiseau's ass. You know, did you see Disaster Artist? What have you seen Disaster Artist yet? No, no the movie about Very the good. making of it. No, yeah, yeah. So I got this, I've got to put ass in movie to sell picture. <laughs> when you said disaster artist, that's not what I heard. I, I, I thought I heard something about his ass and art. And I was like, <laughs> no, I did not see that. And I have no desire to see that. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it now. We all know your heartthrob is Neil Breen, not Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> She's only watched one, right? She didn't see no, the second one. She's seen two. Which I'm one's the sure. other one she saw? I saw two of those things. Do you watch Twisted Pair with us? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're in that crowd. Okay. <laughs> so we had a big crowd that for that crowd. one. <laughs> we had a big crowd for that one. We had a lot of people who had to suffer through that, like Gary and Lenore and, and you. Kim and I think Kim out. was there. Yeah, Kim walked out of the room. <laughs> she could not deal with that. You know, so yeah, uh, this this is not Neil Breen. This is not Tommy Wiseau. This is this is nobody's going to walk out on this one. They might get, you know, just they might roll their eyes a lot. They might honestly, they might get a little bored, you know, um, through half like, you know, after like half the movie, um, for a little bit and then it picks up again. So, in my opinion, and that's it's not like bored bored, but it's like a little slow at times because they can't um can't do jokes every two seconds, I don't think. You it know. did though. It did, but they they, they weren't that good. Yeah. So like and those that's jokes. problematic. And yeah. that's the other thing. Um if you go back and think about a lot of those movies, there are periods of time when they do stop doing the jokes and they just kinda let the story go. And mm. they don't mm-hmm. really do that in this. Yeah. Well, this one didn't appear, as I'm thinking about that, to have a story outside of the jokes, if that makes any sense. It was just one joke leads into another, leads into another, and we're going to continue rather than having the storyline and the jokes fitting into the story. There was the subplot with him and with them two being together. There there was a little bit of that. Yeah. But that romantic subplot. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah, little, but most of it was like the jokes about the the creature and stuff. The and, little and, bit of the subplot about the doctor and, you know, where that all where the cow came from basically, but then, you know, he dies because he decides he wants to treat him like his Frankenstein father and he gives up the to hug him and the cow just hugs him to death. <laughs> I know. I I did love the the scene with the uh the sketch artist and he like does like that a Picasso that worked for me. And then later he actually did do the drawing of the cow as he's killing him, you know, or whatever. It was cute. Yeah. It was that part I laughed at, but aside from that, like there was, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, Oh, come on, you know, <laughs> let's, let's get to some funny shit going, you know? Um, but I was laughing more at uh, Jen sending me messages and stuff. She didn't send me any messages. I know. She wanted to wait till I, you were on camera. I I I'm sorry. I didn't get on the group message 
fade. Yeah, normally you would, and you'd be like, Paul, I'm going to kill you, you know? <laughs> well, because I, when I typed it in to search for it, I didn't put a space in between Matt and Cal, and I was like, I'm running late today because my own fault. And I kind of forgot. And then I was like, oh, crap, I need to watch this. And then I couldn't <laughs> find it. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> Lovely. What am I going to do? And then that's when well, I found you got to. Originally, I had planned to bring this. this. This was a movie I had planned to bring to the studio on DVD. But, you know, mm -hmm. it's fine as long as we got to do it. That and, and, you know, I didn't know that it was on Tubi. And then I found it when Moody was like, oh, you better find a movie for us to do with with jen so i started looking around and you know i, I might type in cow and tubi every now and again to see what pops up i'm probably the only person who does that in the world i'm pretty um, sure you're not. <laughs> I not i mean this movie was made so no you were not no there are people out there that love cows so hey. much that they'll watch anything cow mm -hmm. related but this and a few other movies popped up and i'm like oh boy so you know movies because yeah. uh, there was one called Mad Cowgirl that I saw. Yeah, so oh, we yeah. Okay. To, may have to do that one at some point. Have fun. <laughs> She's like, not with me. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. I think we've hit about that time. When we oh, you gave it a three stars on freaking yes. Letterboxd. Yes. Really? Yes. Come Hold on. on, I'm reading. I'm reading Shoot. Paul's little. Did you do a review? You didn't do. A review. Not yet. Not yet. No. God damn it, Paul. <laughs> I, although I did go to their their homepage because they have a homepage, and I did put uh, this was Moveless on there. So, of course. <laughs> uh, somebody said they were utterly disappointed. Aw. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a lot more of. Uh... Uh, South African trauma style comedy slasher. Uh, oh, somebody said oh, uh, half a star. Wish I could rate this lower. Oh, it's kind of sucky when people do that. Come yeah, on, yeah. don't don't rate a movie if you don't like it. You know, that's right. Leave the cows like alone. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, so go yeah, ahead. Paul. We're about that time where we're going to start talking about rating our film. We use our stinkometer by which we score the movie on a one to ten score. Where the lower the number, the better the film is, the higher the number, the more problems a movie has, and the stinkier it is. And then we take our three scores and add it up, and then we see where on the ladder of stink this movie happens to be for the season. And we've had some stinkers this season already. I don't know that this is going to quite rise to that level yet, but we'll see. We'll find out. So, Mr. Moody, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and give you. Oh, did you explain first. the stinkometer? Did you? I just did. I, sorry, I, I did not hear that because I'm trying to do two things at once. All right. So, uh, you're going to let me go first? Okay. I'll let you go first. Um, I'm going to go I, last. You're going to go last? Okay. That means you're going next, Jen. So, get ready. Um, right. So, when I was thinking before what i would give this you know it was between eight or nine so i'd probably give it an eight and a half um i think it's the biggest problem i have with it is it's it's low it's low budget and it shows in the in the stuff and i feel like when you when you make something low budget and you should have a bigger 
you know, you should have a bigger budget for something like this, you know, especially if you're trying to make a slasher film and a, um, like, uh, was it's much, much lower budget than like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. If it had something like that, I bet, I bet even that range, it could have had, um, a better, um, it could have been funnier and and especially if they had writers who i don't know i haven't seen i saw these guys things they did not sound like much of them were comedies that they did and so comedy is hard you know and sure. so some of the jokes landed well some of them were cringeworthy and eye eye rolling and stuff so um i'll say an eight and a half like that's okay. that's gonna be my harsh 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 i know but you know what about you jen so uh, that was harsher than I thought from you, given this is y'all's jam. Um, I was only, I was going to give it like a six because I saw the potential. Of course, I'm big on that. And I do think, um, I don't know that budget would have made it better. I think it was all about the comedic timing. And I do think some of that could be a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when you, mentioned because you know sometimes it's hard to tell with movies where they were filmed who that because people have all different accents they act everywhere around the world they move you know all that kind of stuff when saying it's from south africa i do recognize a bit of this stuff as more european british australia you know non-american humor that Mm -hmm. just isn't landing with us um I feel there's some of that. I felt the acting was decent, as you mentioned, Paul. The other film stuff that I don't know the words for, but okay. Make the film the film were pretty good. So um, yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a six. A for effort. There you go. There you go. <laughs> what about well, you, yeah. Paul? Yeah, and uh, a six was actually where I was headed with this too. So that that's interesting. I kind of expected movie to give the six and Jen to give the eight and a half, but um <laughs> curious but that's fine i yeah it, it definitely has stink attached to it it definitely has a lot of stuff that just didn't work but you know a anything with a cow is automatically going to get a, an extra bonus for me so there's that um again i i, I thought that um tanya von graham was just wonderful she really helped the movie along and gave it some extra points and i have seen her in other movies before and she's equally wonderful in those and it's I was glad that even though it was the shotgun effect as far as movies, there was enough funny stuff for me and amuse at least amusing stuff for me that I did not suffer. If, if it had been if it had been like some of the other movies where it was just bad all the way through, like say Night uh, was it Night Court or um, Night Patrol? Oh, one of the worst movies of this type with Billy Barty and Linda Hamilton. We or not Linda Hamilton. Um, oh, the the chick from The Exorcist. Uh, uh, oh, um, uh, uh, Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Oh, my God. The, one of the unfunniest comedies ever. We are going to do that. Trust me, at some point. That is so painful to sit through. It's one of those things where it's a scattershot, constant barrage of jokes, and like maybe 1% of them land. Whereas this was more 50-ish, maybe 50%. Um, a whole other different experience. So... For me, and because of that, um, I I thought it was funny enough to give it a six. So there you go. Okay. Well, due to the whole thing, I got a 20.5. Um, and according to the 
ladder stink here that matches up with no retreat, no surrender, and night of the ghouls, you okay. know, uh, which interesting of all the ones from season one, night of the ghouls, you know, um, if we had, if I had done a six and I got an 18, it would have been up there with like airborne and a couple of the other ones, um, was airborne and something else is, uh, airborne and, uh, haggard, um, which, uh, Jen, you have not seen, but you saw, uh, airborne. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I the think Airborne's skin. a little more slicker put together, a little more professionally put together. Yeah. Um, not Haggard, but Airborne Haggard was. was not. Um, but yeah, this uh, was it. Uh, Airborne was like that. Uh, Neither Ghouls was not uh, put <laughs> no. together. Nor she, no surrender was, though. It's you know. funny because Ed Wood never really did because he, he didn't do comedy. I mean, he may have put some comic elements in some of his movies, but this was not his thing so he would never have done this type of a movie you know where mm. it's just joke after joke after joke after joke where nope. it's almost like a vaudeville act like a, a an hour and a half vaudeville thing um but it's interesting I, I would love to have seen him try it would have been it would have been an interesting disaster i'm sure but yeah it's it's funny <laughs> yeah i mean he puts he put a little comedy in some of his stuff, you know, or whatever. But yeah, he did not. He was never trying to make a full out on comedy. Always was in the some kind of genre, you know. If it was, you know, a monster movie or aliens or whatever, you know, he never made a straight up comedy. Then he went into porn, or you know, and yeah, as that's, some that's where the some money kind of, was at the time. Yeah, mm. Paul Paul's favorite uh, movie is one of the ones he did. It was not porn, but it was soft core porn. You know, Orgy of the Dead. Dancing so much odious dancing. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my um, god! Yeah, it's just oh, the dancing kills everything and everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's that. About wraps that up. Um, uh thank you jen for coming back i mean even though you sat through that yeah. i thought you were gonna like quit and you're like nope i'm done uh, yeah i should have just said oh man i couldn't find it <laughs> i would have sent you the like a direct link and you i know been, that's the problem yeah uh, you wouldn't have had right. any you know worst you, comes you, to worst i had a david the rock nelson movies lined up for for just in case no no not not <laughs> not on uh not on youtube right or do you have one? Oh, i've got them i would have just put it up on youtube myself and made it private and, and invited you guys to see it that's yeah. <laughs> what you yeah. did with neil breen for rebecca yeah see now we get people actually want to watch neil breen movies uh to come on the show so we're like, oh, we can't have Jen anymore, you yeah, know. But, but the thing is, with Neil Breen, there's a certain level of weirdness and wackiness that makes his movies, even though they're bad, entertaining. You well, know what I mean? when the one we saw was like one of his earlier works, where he was, he hadn't really gotten fully his style yet, or his whatever, right. you know, style, you know, whatever you want to call it. And uh, now, now, like in and. Uh, older Neil Breed knows more about what exactly what he's going to make. And he makes the movie that he is going to make. And, uh, and these guys, this is their first movie together. I think it, and first and last, I think so. I mean, they, 
they didn't have a style, you know, it, it was sort of like, okay, let's, let's, we like, they probably liked Naked Gun and, and Airplane <laughs> One do their own version, you know, with, there Cow. is room for a sequel because our our boy chopper wakes up from his coma with the cow head attached to him so uh there is a possibility there mm -hmm. somebody's got that cow head somewhere i'm dying to he find wants out it, it you paul yes. wants it yes i'm sure where, you can get a cow head that looks similar to that online wear it at the office jesus christ i can see you doing but jen's gonna walk in one day in your office and go nope walk right back out after seeing you <laughs> typing on your at your desk with a you know that'd be really funny um i'm sure she's seen crazier shit at you know at her job the secret life of weird cow guys he's got his own office and his own separate building so oh why you just leave him there although i do come over and haunt the main building when they have cookies or snacks and Usually Jen has a little bowl of candy that I raid every now and again. Paul just drive with the cow the cow mask on and then drive up to your job and walk in and be like, hello. Nobody will probably bat an eye. They'll be like, hi, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all know you as the weird cow guy, right? Well, I, I do try to keep it somewhat professional. As a matter of fact, I have a, um, I have a uh, thing I have to give to a bunch of people on the third which i guess is tuesday Ugh. so i actually have to be i have to behave myself and be an actual professional it's boring yeah he can't can't start off with good morning everyone we'd really like to oh he still does that stuff he slips it in yeah yeah i can i can see that you know, I was surprised. I heard one holy cow. I didn't hear any other holy cows jokes in this movie and stuff. It's, oh, Lord. You know, this is up Paul's, you know, um, kind of dark, scary alley. You yeah, know? I, there weren't as many cow jokes as I was expecting. I kind of had a beef with that. But, you know, could have been worse. <laughs> it's just runs again. Putting her hand on her head, saying, I'm done. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, this is this is a cow uh, movie. And so I think this is the first one we've done that's a cow movie, right? Mm -hmm. Like, wow, did it take up to season seven before you decided to do a cow movie? Oh, I wanted it. It was on my list. It's just that my list is incredibly long, as I'm sure you know. Oh, I know. You know, um, sometimes we have the same movies on on the list. You didn't have this one on yours, though, did you? No, I did not. I I, <laughs> I had heard of it or whatever. That's why I remember I said, oh, it's not a trauma release. I'd heard of it or whatever. And I think I've seen heard it. On TV. I, I was not planning that, Paul. Not, not like you. <laughs> not like you. Sorry, I'm milking it for all it's worth. <sighs> all right. Um, I think that's about it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you once again, Jen. Um, yeah, we got to let her go before she gets bossy. Oh, uh, I don't think she'd be bossy. I think she'd be threatening to to poison you with aspects. No, bossy. You know? No, no, I just hit the uh, power button here. Oh, here, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, All everybody. Right. Thanks very much. Everybody, moody. have a good one. We'll see, we'll you, see you next soon. time. Bye. Bye. Bye.